Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello, I'm Daniel, and I'm going to talk today about open-heartedness and compassion and training our minds. Open-heartedness, compassion, training our minds, training our hearts, really. Training our hearts to meet the world with compassion, with kindness, with, with our hearts open. I'm sort of repeating myself here, and that's okay. But that's what I'm going to talk about today. And I'm going to spend some time talking about different teachings related to that going forward for a while, for the foreseeable future. But today, I just want to talk about what these teachings are that I intend to explore. I intend to explore a series of teachings that are called the Lojong teachings. The Lojong teachings, and you don't need to know that to explore these with me. You don't need to know that at all. These are teachings that came from a Tibetan Buddhist teacher, and it's just about how we can open our hearts. It's just about that thing I wanted to talk about, how we can learn how to relate to others in a more awakened way so that we're not making enemies out of everything in the world all the time. And I'm really inspired to talk about these because I think we're many people are having a hard time, and maybe the truth is many people are always having a hard time, I don't know, but I know that these kinds of teachings can really help us as far as relating to others, and as far as also happiness in our own lives. Sympathetic joy and equanimity are important things to cultivate, to find happiness in your life. And we struggle to cultivate those sometimes. So sometimes when we're talking about meditation practice, we get caught up thinking about clarity and awareness and concentration. And these are important things, but having an open heart is really important too. So that is why we're talking about open-hearted practice. And the Lojong teachings that I'm going to, again, go over in a series of talks, probably a very long series of talks, were taught to me I around five years ago. I was practicing at a local... Vajrayana or Tibetan Buddhist center called the Rime Center here in Kansas City. And I was given this title, Gigan, which means teacher. And I was offered the opportunity to teach these, the Lojong teachings. And so I spent a lot of time preparing and studying and learning. And I really started to like the teachings. It was all very exciting. And of course, I appreciate opportunities to share teachings with people. And as it turned out, I did not teach the Lojong teachings. I did not teach at the Rime Center. 
and I don't go there anymore. And maybe there's a lesson in there somewhere about impermanence and expectations and maybe about praise and blame too. I think it's just another, just a chapter in my journey, the long and winding road of my journey. I'm not sure if that title I was given counts or not, but I don't, I don't like titles. So I sort of leave it in the past. I think I'd rather just be Daniel. I don't want, um, not I don't want, but I think special names and titles get, are a distraction sometimes and get in the way of relating to other people. And that's what, especially with these teachings, but really that's generally what we're talking about. That's generally what we're talking about. And these Lojong teachings, when I was really studying them, they meant a lot to me. And in all honesty, a lot of Tibetan Buddhist teachings, the truth is, a lot of what we call Tibetan Buddhist teachings don't mean a lot to me. I'm not interested in leaving food out for spirits or learning how to do the right ritual so that my spirit escapes when I die. I don't believe in that stuff. And I'm sort of at times surprised when people do. That's not a judgment. I don't care what people believe in, but it has at times surprised me when I think, oh, you believe in spirits. But that being said, I'm not judgmental. I don't, I don't have harsh views towards those people that believe in those things, but that's not the center of my practice. That's not the center of my beliefs. But the teachings, Lojong teachings are not that kind of teaching. This is a whole other level. It's the kind of teaching where we can see how it directly applies to our daily lives. And that is enormously meaningful to me. I sort of sometimes struggle with those teachings that don't apply to my day-to-day life. If I can't think of how this is relatable, then I think, well, why why are we talking about it then? Should Maybe we could focus on other things, right? So at times, that's sort of what I think. So what are we talking about? What we're talking about, what these teachings are, is about training the mind in compassion and wisdom. This is what we call the bodhisattva path or the awakened being path. And it's a little different than what you learn in other Buddhist traditions, I think, but it's right up there as a really important teaching method. It's compassion, connection, insight, wisdom. It's about cultivating all these things. It's about strategies to help us remember to turn our minds in the right way when we're faced with struggles in life. And that's important. These teachings have had an impact in me and I was really interested in sharing them. And I actually gave a series of video teachings on this at a place I used to teach online called the Open Heart Project, where, and I don't teach there anymore, but I taught these teachings over a period of eight weeks and they were incredibly well-received, incredibly well-received. And so I think about how can I share these again? But especially recently, 
I started thinking about these teachings again. I sort of had put them down and I didn't think about them for a long time. But then recently I, I bought a house in the last year and I got married. And in my house, I started building a, what I call a Buddha garden in the backyard. I started like clearing the, there's leaves and vines back there. It was really overgrown. I started clearing that and then setting up Buddha statues and doing kind of devotional things out there and burning incense. And it's really sort of, that sort of opened my heart. And I started thinking about, oh, I remember those teachings. I remember those open heart teachings. Why am I not doing those? And it sort of awakened me to several other things. And I'm also, I've been chanting as part of my practice, which has not been a practice I've connected with very well in the past. But I've started... I do my daily meditation and then I do a chant, the Vajrasattva mantra, which is for personal transformation. It's Om Vajrasattva Hum. And I've started doing that chant, which previously chanting didn't mean anything to me. So I really see myself as I'm experiencing a shift in my perspective and in my feelings about the path and in what I want to do and what I want to talk about and what I want to share. My focus is turning. And so it's with that in mind that I want to talk about these teachings instead of some of the other teachings that I've talked about previously. And it's really, I think, I feel like the, the year I had in 2020 did a number on me. I think it's done a number on a lot of us. I... I don't have a spiritual community to lean on. I want one and I don't have one. Um, and people have done all sorts of things to try to deal with the, the isolation and the uncertainty of the year 2020. And I started building a statue garden in my backyard, but people are doing all sorts of different things. I know that. And in these times when so much of the world seems so devoted to driving us apart, to making us dislike each other, to making us hate each other. I think we need things that are designed to bring us closer together. Maybe things are always this way. I just see the way things are right now. And I think we need to connect with each other, all of us. And I think it's an important message that compassion should be unlimited. No one is left out of your heart. And that is a hard thing to think about. That is a hard thing to do to love and to feel compassion to such a level that everyone's included. Wow. That's a tall order, right? That's a tall order. So what are these teachings? Um, I'll talk briefly about that. These teachings that I'm going to go over are a set of short aphorisms like proverbs. Things like be grateful to everyone is one of my favorites, but they're all just really short things like that. And they're short little phrases for us to sort of write down and reflect on and spend time thinking about. And the purpose is to reflect on these little phrases enough that they come to mind when we need them. And it's, I think this kind of teaching is present in most spiritual traditions. I think of when I think, I think of the Bible, I think of like, the Psalms or the Proverbs or maybe the sayings of Christ. I don't know. And they can be enormously helpful to have these kinds of things to go back to, I think. 
So when we're mad at someone for testing our patience, we can just reflect, oh, be grateful to everyone. Or when we're having trouble sticking with our practice, we can remember to train wholeheartedly. That's another one. But just little things, because sometimes it turns out in life, I would say maybe often it turns out in life, the little things are the big things. So I love these practices, these these practices, these trainings. They're called trainings to awaken the heart and awaken the mind. And so I'm going to try to prevent, present these teachings again. I'm going to try to give, there are 59 of these. I don't know, 59 of these little slogans like be grateful to everyone and train wholeheartedly. And I don't know if I will do 59 episodes to get through them. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I can do whatever I want, right? So we will see, but I'm really interested in exploring these with you because I need them. And I think the world needs open-heartedness. So the world needs us to have awakened hearts and minds. We need clarity and kindness. We need wisdom and compassion. And without having all of these together, we're not really doing what we need to do. So um, that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. And I will see you soon. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.